Welcome to the Wolf of Queen Street podcast with Lawrence Lotz. Join Lawrence as he gets together with his friends from all over the world to discuss the latest trends, give some business insights, and add a little South African chaos into your lives. Don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at the Wolf of Queen Street and find us on all of your listening platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and much more. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, uh, Kristen. It's been about uh, what I'd say about a month since we yeah. did our, our first session. I've had a I've had a, a few sessions since then. Um, I know I've seen you on your social media. have done a whole lot of stuff as well. I usually release my content on a Tuesday. Yeah. But anyone that's in the New Zealand ward at the moment, um, we are about just over a week after what's happening in Christchurch. Yeah. I personally didn't feel um, happy releasing something this week, Tuesday. So if anyone looks through my schedule and notice I've done three weeks break and then yeah. th- there'll be this session. We've gone through one of the hardest and darkest moments. Yeah. Um, not to put a, a dark point on this podcast, but just anyone that's outside of our world that's listening to understand mm. some of things that us in New Zealand, uh, what we as a culture and a community are going through. And yourself personally, yeah. I know you were actually in Christchurch over mm. last weekend. Just to take you back, on Friday the 15th of March, a gentleman walked into two different mosques in New Zealand and gunned down 50 people Mm. because he felt it was his right and his need. There is, I believe, 30 or 40 people still critical in hospital um, since that. So 50 dead and about 40, I think it's 42 people still in hospital. And and to put it bluntly, I know you were were warned by one of your people, one of your listeners of the show, don't curse pretty much, but... You know, fuck that guy. Yeah, I hope yeah. when he gets put into jail, um, he gets dealt with accordingly. Yeah. That's shit that doesn't doesn't fly in this country. No, We're not no, that sort of community, no. and and it's and it's hard. It's been hard, even personally for me. Um, you know, being publicly about it and open about it, I struggled um, over the weekend. I struggled one of the nights this yeah. week. I literally at one night this week, I cried myself to sleep because mm. I thought of the family, the communities. I thought of the little boy. Yeah. And I thought of my son, and just it's it's crazy time to put. To it go just, through it. Man, it, it just makes it all, all real. Eh? Mm. You know, just having, having my own family. And thank you so much for having me back again. Uh, yeah. Must have done something okay on the first one. And uh, you're right, the last week has been um, oh, just a week that's been full of emotion. It's been pretty tough. As Lawrence was saying, I was, I'm down there last week. My partner called me around about one thirty when it's kicked off. And, uh, you know, Mal and my son were just down the road from where it was all happening. Yep. So she said to, for me to turn on the TV, and once I turned it on, I was just like, get, get the fuck out of there, get out of there. Yeah. And just sat there watching it for a few hours, and as it was unfolding, it was just really surreal. I flew down to Christchurch that night, about nine o'clock, and I thought they would have closed the airports. But as, as I landed, it was pretty airy, there's about 10 cops there, all with automatic weapons. You don't you don't see that in Christchurch. You know not at all. You don't see that in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, let, let, You know, let alone in Christchurch. So... Look, it's really hard to put into words how everybody's feeling because it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, to see what's happened, to see how our Prime Minister and how our leader has um, has conducted herself and us as a country is, is, is pretty amazing. T- totally, I've got to agree with that. You know, on one thing that's about our podcast and about myself mm. and you know, having you on board is we speak openly and we yeah. speak freely and, you know, it's, it's sort of bluntly like, 
we don't give a shit if anyone mm. else doesn't like our views or, or the ways we talk about mm. it. Me personally, I haven't been a, a, a Labour supporter, I haven't mm. been a supporter of the leader to date, but what I've seen over the last week and what I've seen in the involvement of Jacinda and what yeah. she's done, Jacinda Aldern, our Prime Minister in New Zealand, I must say, I take my hat off yeah. and hand to heart, I must say, I'm highly impressed yeah. with what she's achieved and what she's been able to do in a stand-up in the face of yeah. danger. And, and just, uh, just bringing the country together. Yep, yeah. uh, and truly. And, you know, I always thought um, that her first term, which is the, her term now, yeah. she would have no power to go into a second term. And I think what she has done in the last week, what is she mm. going to do in the next couple of months, will mean that she has got a standing ground, a very deep and very strong yeah. foundation to keep control in this country especially in the darkest hours, yeah. if she follows the needs. And the fact that she's they've changed the gun laws within, Immediately. Six, with, within six days Correct. says a lot. So, um, And it gives you a sense of, I guess, us as Kiwis, I guess compared to other countries around the world, how we're all getting together on this. Every All of our cultures are supporting the uh, the Muslims um, mm-hmm. you know, just around the country and, and back at home and everybody everybody feels their pain. So, you know, as I was saying earlier, you know, having our own kids, you know, so, Soon as Mel said she was ill with Bodhi, and I was just like, "Yeah, man, it just yeah. it was pretty it's, tough." So it's it's pretty hard. I, I mean, on anyone, you got to be you got to be a bad soul or a, a horrible yeah. person not to be affected. Um, I got called by my mother. I was actually in Melbourne the weekend with a, a couple of mates enjoying the Formula One. Yeah. We read the messages. I think some of the guys, some of the some of the guys took a view of view of. I know it should be a right or right, and some of it you could see straight away the 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 emotion had changed things were happening yeah. there was a trigger at, uh, you know at the ferry and all, all the stuff everyone was nervous i got called actually by my mother yeah. you know quite emotional said hey look here it's this is scary it brings back memories yeah. um i personally was at 9 11 watched watched that happen oh, that yeah and so she said it's it, is, it feels similar to yeah. the, you know the terror that the whole country's broken and hurt and not sure and you know, how Jacinda stepped up, changed the law. So, yeah, yeah was it effective, not effective yesterday, but brought out yesterday. It's going to be effective, I believe, 21st of April or yeah, somewhere I around think, that I sense. Think so. And it was interesting. I've had a very long discussion actually on social media this morning. Actually, a, a friend of mine based in America, mm. him and a couple of friends, um, did a post socially and said, Hey, how is this, how is this right? How yeah. can you bring in this law, uh, allowing people to bear arms and, you know, controlling the gun law? And, I said to him afterwards, I said, it was a great discussion, a really good argument, yeah. but not not political, not aggressive, not nasty, but it was yeah. in the whole mentality of how the rest of the world has gun rights that yeah. it allows the person to protect themselves around in their community and it depends what's going on. And they're like, how can you how can you think and support uh, uh, removing the right to bear you, arms? You, in know, you know why, because the whole country gets in behind it. So compared yep. to every other country, people here care and there's no need for that here. So people have gotten behind it whereas a lot of other countries it's just it's it's an argument it's yeah totally thing. and and i'm in the first couple of points that i presented and i said you've got to remember new zealand as a whole is smaller than majority of the major cities worldwide yeah. irrespective of we are we literally a small town to most countries everybody knows everybody. yeah yeah everyone knows everyone we're really small yeah naturally our police force don't carry arms mm. Uh, we're in such a culture that there's never been a necessity in that instance. Um, we have our arms, armor mm. squad, or a, and then there's an occasional uh, gun carried in, uh, yeah. in in a vehicle. So naturally, we've always had it in the sense of we didn't need arms, we didn't yeah. need firearms. So you know why carry it as well? And 
majority of people outside of some of the farmers and hunters, majority of people don't own, seen, or even held yeah. a gun in this community. So that's a sort of culture which is totally different, unique to yeah, anywhere yeah. else in the world. Now, me growing up in South Africa, everyone had one. Yeah. Everyone seen one, everyone heard one, and they've been that. But in New Zealand, it's not the case. So, yes, we've been aggressive by law, by how the Western world would see us, yeah. by saying we're not giving the right to a person to bear arms. But that's not this culture. Yeah. We don't have that culture. We don't, need, where, to, we don't we, need to bear arms. We don't need to bear arms and protect yeah. ourselves. We're an island on the other side of the world that most people don't aren't aware of. Yeah. And we are allies to majority of the rest of the world. Yeah. We don't present a danger to anyone and no one presents a danger to us because yeah. we, we're the best mate to everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, with the chats I was having this morning, it was fundamentally is, if you don't like the rules, don't come and visit. Yeah. No? Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off pretty much, aren't you, <laughs> right? So, and I think it's going to take a hard time for people to say that. Yeah. You know, one of the comments that was brought up as well was, you know, look at the gun reform that someone like Switzerland has. They don't yeah. have a lot of um, gun violence and so forth. I went and did some research straight away. Switzerland, as of 2018, yeah. one in four people own or have a gun. That is quite high. America has one in one yeah, in yeah. the relation, you know. But it's not because their gun laws change that it's they still got one in four people. Yeah. It's the culture that sits behind yeah, it of, of whether you know you could have everyone have as a firearm to protect himself because the the world's in danger, yeah. not the world's in danger, but in dangerous environment. We don't have dangerous animals and things that can kill yeah. us that we have to protect ourselves on. But it's the culture that's accepted here. Yeah, you're not accepted here to you know to be a bully in the culture. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be thumped as I say by the culture. There are, you will. <laughs> yeah, there are there are community there are communities here that you know, or there are people here that that try to fight their way because they've got nothing else. Yeah, they get caught and they get even put in prison. And good luck when yeah. you do that. One of those telltales can be seen this week that anyone that doesn't understand New Zealand uh, culture as well, we have our gangs as every other country yeah. has. We have our, our our big gangs here that do the stuff they shouldn't do. I'm not going to name the gangs here because yeah. I'm not going to put point fingers at it, but. <clears throat> The major gangs in New Zealand this week are standing in front of Moss, protecting the people that yeah. were hurt. Because for once, they they believe that we should all be looked after. We should all be yeah. protected, irrespective of your beliefs, your color, or what you have to yeah, say. Yeah. I mean, some of these guys might not be the prettiest, nicest, you know, people in the world. But, but they're all but, stepping up. But they're all stepping up yeah. and saying, for once, we're putting away our ways in our life and we're going to protect what makes you yeah. unique and just just on your um i guess your points around talking to those people over in the states or wherever they yeah. are around the gunners that sort of stuff i'm not even going to engage because yeah. it's yeah you're getting into an argument you're never going to win and i think what i love about what jacinda's doing yeah. about not naming the guy that did it yep is like let's not speak about it let's not speak so, about that shit yeah. let's focus on shit that is positive let's focus on how we can take personal leadership and bring that into whatever we're doing. So if it's in a discussion with the person, and rather than judging, you know, just being open and taking on another point of view, initially listening, because I, I think a lot of people just don't do that. A lot of people are just so worried about their own thoughts and their own judgments and stuff like that. So I think it's all about personal leadership. And you know, again, from Jacinda's point of view, it's just don't speak about this. Let's create a culture of this. Yeah, totally. And I mean, the communication and the, the discussion, it wasn't more of an argument or discussion this morning that I had. wasn't about them disagreeing. It was them not having the, having the knowledge of where we sit, yeah. right? And that's the biggest thing. So yeah. I'm not going to have an argument with someone that's never going to listen. Yeah. That's not my style. I just don't waste my time. My yeah. time's more valuable for that. But for someone that's willing to listen and, and 
look into the inside and our situation by all means. Yeah. The discussion this morning went, they gave points A, B, and C. I mm. went back with D and F, and they went, okay, cool. Yeah. What about this? And I said that. And there was listening from both sides. Yeah. There was acknowledgement. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, Chris is going here like a boxing match. Yeah? <laughs> oh, totally. You know, there was acknowledgement that for myself that our environment's not the same as other countries, yeah. and therefore we can't, you know, their, we, their we, laws we, are we, there. we play to our rules, they'll yeah. play to their rules Correct. based on the game that's happening within their own yeah, countries. And totally. And, and, and the discussion ended in such going, correct. You know, I acknowledge where you are, mm. and it works in your country, won't work in our country. Yeah. And we both went, yeah, totally. And that's a good point. But going back to what you said is I won't engage with anyone yeah. that wants to come to me and go, hey, point blank, this is crap and this yeah. is bullshit. It shouldn't be doing that way because I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. Um, you, you can just see the damage and the problems that is brought to us yeah. for, you know, not going that way. And I, and I think from a, yeah, I guess if you use it as a business analogy, it's the same thing, working with anybody. Correct. You're having to try and sell your ideas, you'll sell yourself to whatever they're trying to do, then you're never going to win. So it's about finding the right people to work with. It's about having your own your own network, having a good network and good people around you. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you go back to the, we just spoke about before, the um, the, po- the podcast myself that I had, the previous one with Jared Bennett, mm. and we're discussing customers um, and going forward there. And one of the insights they had is in their business, they had a, they had a model that, the customer doesn't meet their model, mm. they let them go. Now, in the modern world, small startups and everything else, people think of this is the the craziest point is why would you let money walk out the door? Why would you let a customer walk out the door? Because they don't fit your yeah. fit your fit your model. So, you know, it's, I like I like why they're doing that because this is what I'm doing exactly the same. It's about qualifying the right type of people that. Mm-hmm. You can number one give the best um, work to, or yep. give, give best work with, and get the best results out of it. Whereas you've got some other clients that may have slightly differing um, ideas on how you do business, and thus it becomes a wee bit harder for them. You know, it comes a wee bit harder to deal with them. So it's about qualifying the right type of people to work with, where you can have more of an impact mm-hmm. rather than some of the other ones. And you're right, will you lose some money out of it? Yeah, you will, but you will pick up clients where you make more money out of it. Totally. Um, there was a really great um, video I was watching yesterday with, you know, I'll mention him often because yeah, my number one fan is, oh, Gary Vee was making a video and he says that he's going to make less money now as a um, $100 million company yeah. than he was last year as a $66 million company. And he says it's not that... And he said it's not a percentage. He said he's actually overall going to make less money. Mm. He said it's not because they're not doing the right thing. He said it's because he's making sure he controls the people he wants, yeah. gets the people that he needs in the business and yeah. the contracts he wants. But he's willing to go at it at all costs. Yeah. So in other words, is I want that customer. Yeah. I want that person on my books. I'm not going to hunt them. I'm going to pay big money. I'm going to say, hey, how about I offer you the he, services? He's going, to, at, he's going to attract them. Yeah, and, and and he's going to lowball. He's going to yeah. lowball the rest, the rest of the market because the mentality is we've got to play the long game. Yeah, you know, and the inside he was going. If I wait four years time, if you know, and making a joke, if I don't die in yeah. four years time, I could my company could make fifty Too million soon. dollars, right? And um, I can make fifty million dollars in four four years time if I play the long game and don't yeah. make a lot of money this year, or. I play the short game and I can make five million this year, five yeah, million this yeah. year. But in four years' time, I play the short game, my big check isn't coming in. Yeah, you know. So 
that's the, the that's the sort of mentality of looking, like you said, the inside yeah. of the right people for the business, but understanding the evolution of where you're going over the next five years. Yeah, days. and it's interesting because that's the approach I'm taking with my business is absolutely taking the long, longer term view with yep, it. Totally. And at the moment, yeah, I could do a whole lot of clients making money right now. Yep. But I'm really mindful that I want to get the right clients um, where I can have a greater impact and. Um, you know, make money from them, but just start growing it from that. Because that way I will be in control of how I run my business and how I want to do it, opposed to be, you know, having uh, my clients sort of have more, you know, sort of running it for me. Yeah, totally. Um, and I mean, um, since we've, we first did the podcast together, I've noticed um, on your LinkedIn, as you spoke, your, your first handful of videos have gone up mm. with you offering insights and uh in the sales world and the consultancy and you know what you're offering we spoke about earlier just about we're, we're doing less um, ums as well the first ums. Ums, i think about 15 ums and yeah so that and that itself has been a bit of a journey it's yeah, actually totally. just getting used I, to i am um, feeling I, comfortable being on camera i know i i'm sort of a person as well and i listen back to my own podcast i i'm naturally so when <laughs> yeah so to anyone that's listening to content it's the worst thing they always go when you go i'm oh, not sure what you're doing but i naturally so after i've had to go in the last few podcasts just uh, cut up maybe five or yeah. ten of them just to make sure it doesn't sound because i got told as well listen to the raw content to some yeah. people i've sent it to they say you arm a bit yeah and um but you learn but, that but, but you know evolution. what as we said earlier on that's okay yeah because I, people will see your progression over time I, as you totally. do those videos and yeah. as you do your pod do, as we do the podcast and you know. yeah and and your linkedin content your social platform content you know the way of talking evolves and goes from there mm. and i think it's um that the wasn't there wasn't there wasn't i was mm. yeah <laughs> the market sort of tells you what they want to hear what yep. they want to see and I'm sort of, I guess, um, I'm looking at the engagement level that I'm getting on some of the videos and some posts compared to others. Yep. And I see for myself what's working for me is, um, again, not selling to people, but just sort of talking through Insight. how, you know, insights, how I sort of um, do things. And hopefully they may be able to learn from that. And, um, and randomly I've been getting, you know, a few CEOs that have contacted me personally via LinkedIn because I've seen that. So mm -hmm. it is a longer game, yep. but opportunities are already starting to pop out of that. Really, no, so. no, that's great. Um, we also spoke about um, I contacted you last week when we set up the session for today. Yeah. We're talking about understanding, you know, obviously your main platform at the moment is LinkedIn, mm. and that's you know uh, at further for, for later stages you could look into the likes of Facebook yeah. and Instagram and anything else. And I said to you, you know, mm. pay attention to your reach or yeah. your impressions that you can get from each post. Because mm. um, I spoke to you about in the sense of when I released um, the, the, the first three podcast sessions and had done it on LinkedIn because I promoted it across Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn because mm. it can, what we talk about can go in all those different spaces yeah. and people in those different areas can listen as well. Is looking at how far my reach or my impressions yeah. were when I tagged yourself, Jonathan, and Jared from the first three sessions, and noticing a difference in number mm. behind, behind each person's name. Now, I'm not saying that it's greater uh, that it was a better post that I put up, but it's also insight to people that are using LinkedIn. Yeah. Is when you do tag people or when you have people. Um, on your post is understanding how far that reach can get with yeah. that one individual um, and looking at that reach and going okay person a gives me a thousand impressions yeah. when i did a post with them and there were some decent likes and comments behind it person b gave me 300 yeah. 
Nah. Being able to leverage uh, LinkedIn L- effectively to get uh, get a better reach. Yeah, being able totally. To understand uh, that. Uh, until you until you've got five thousand, ten thousand yeah. followers that you can reach a thousand people each post. When you start in small, when you well, want to start adding my family, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Have you switched on the follow? Oh no. Yeah. So, so this is what we're going to do after today's session. <laughs> is actually switch on the follow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that means you know. So that's. That's one thing as well, because sometimes people, if you don't have the follow on LinkedIn, people don't want to request you because then they're going to say, you know, they, the whole mentality behind oh, yeah, LinkedIn is, I don't know you, so why would you follow me back? Yeah. You know, from LinkedIn, if, if, if you want to friend someone, that oh, has oh, to be a two-way, yeah. If you follow, it allows me to follow you without you following me back. Because when you said that to me last time, I had a look and I don't have any followers because yeah. I don't have the follow thing. And I was like, so I've got a whole lot of connections, about twelve or 1,300 connections, but I've got no followers. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, because people, cause, uh, so people will see your content, yeah. they'll go into your profile, you'll see that your views of your profile will spike after yeah. videos or anything that's good or something you've been tagged in, but you're not getting people... Well, that's my wee nugget yeah. for today. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Every meeting I'm having, I'm getting wee little nuggets and wee little learning. So. Yeah, totally. So thank you, mate. Yeah, no, no. So straight after this, by all means, we'll go and add that on because yeah. that's how you can build. And I've noticed um, after any of my release or any mm. of my um, posts I do on LinkedIn, I'll get maybe one to three or one to four yeah, sort yeah. of people that's doing a, um, a, a follow myself. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we can go forward on that. Because the... <laughs> what was that? I'm following myself. You're following yourself. You're putting me off. I'm trying to talk. No, no, that's all good. It puts it yeah, and uh, um, and it's just learning from that, and yeah. it's also reading and understanding your impression range yeah. when you're doing a post, so you can learn what ha- what is good and learn what is not good. Because even if you see a post on LinkedIn that yeah. might have no likes or comments, that guy's reach could be still quite large. Yeah, okay. gotcha. Uh, but then he needs to then in reverse look at it going, if I'm going in front of a thousand people, why am I getting one like? Mm. What am I? So going, yeah, great. My profile is popular, mm. but I'm not offering good content yeah. for engagement. Because okay. I've been strategically adding CEOs and directors really in the game that I want to play. So yes. in the areas that I want to play, and I've had a, a number of them that have, that have accepted, and there's a few that have already yep. contacted me personally. So... I know it does work, and it's just creating more content just to, you know, start growing that profile. and. Yep, and also, I mean, start looking at, start playing the jab, jab, right mm-hmm. hook game. Um, you know, do you understand what that is? Yeah, yeah. Yep, so um, offering... Talk me through it to make sure that I don't get it wrong when, <laughs> yeah. I'm, when I'm trying yeah, to explain I, it to you. <laughs> yeah, so fundamentally, it's, uh, simplistically put it, it's a game of um, offering insights, yeah. offering um, content, offering support... For no expectations mm. um, and at a later stage and at a later stage see if you can take some expectations yeah. or take some insights from the person you're offering it to so for the likes of helping CEOs up front um, giving them your time giving them your content yeah. and no expectations on getting a revenue or a reference anything back yeah. from that which is exactly what I've been doing when I've been adding these guys on LinkedIn and ladies on LinkedIn um, I've been saying, look, I just want to, you know, um, create more of a um, network and see if I can help solve problems. And I've just kept it really brief and just, just I'd love you to, you know, accept my friend request. Yeah, friend request. It sounds like Facebook. Yeah. Accept my, you know, re- request. So there's been nothing like I'm trying to sell you shit or talk you into something. It's more like a. But get real. Get get a lot more personal mm. and closer. You know, there's I've read stories on the sense of how people have gone and requested someone midstream 
in a company is request yeah. a CEO because they re- they realized they had a mutual friend yeah. and that mutual friend had been around with that CEO at an event and it was in the sense of the comment to the CEO was, I know John, mm. John had seen you at that event and you guys had a catch up about X, Y, and Z yeah, yeah. and I thought this was a great point you know, that John had to say, yeah. and here's my insight around what you guys had discussed. Yeah. I'd like to know if, if, if I could talk to you further about this. Yeah. And it makes it real tangible because the person looks and goes, hold on, I know John. Mm. I do know John. And I know John is of a good character. So yeah. if you're a friend of John, I have nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. And yes, that was great insight that we discussed. And yes, you have a, actually mm. a decent point, whether it's positive or negative around mm. that, let, I'm willing to give you my yeah. five minutes of my time. And, you know, recently I did the same thing. I'd met, I, or I personally met someone that's a, t- a top in the game in Australia mm. around um, Amazon sales and all that services. And I'd gone back to him just recently to ask him about to, to join on our podcast. Yeah. And I sent a good message with some good insight about something he was doing at the moment, got the communication going with yeah. both of them. And then I just said, hey, you know, will you be willing to have a short period of time to discuss with me? Then I can use it across my podcast. Yeah. And he said, definitely. Cool. Let's, Let's look to schedule time, and it's just building tangible what I call and something you can feel. Well, it's building, it's building a conversation because I think sometimes, especially some sometimes on LinkedIn, when people request you, then all of a sudden you get a lot of email back saying, "Hey, I've got this great product, I want to sell you this." I've had a few yep. that have um, I've connected with on LinkedIn, and then they said, "Like, you know, what do you want me to like?" And I'm like, "Bro, you don't know me. You yep. can't like any of the shit that I do." And I, I that really that shit annoys me because yep. it's just like. I like stuff out of stuff. I build a relationship. I like stuff that you've done because I've got a relationship yep. and understand that you're good at that. But rather than have somebody who's randomly connected with me and say, like, I'll give you all this. And I'm yep. like... One of the other things in social, um, and it's something I'm trying to work on better myself, is, you know, it's the old mentality, and I've spoken to a few people about it before, and they've, they've, there's multiple examples, and there's multiple articles about mm. it, is that people will randomly like and comment and support and do anything on social presence mm. for someone they don't know. You know, so uh, Ed Sheeran comes out and he does a quirky post. Everyone yeah. will like and comment and share it. Someone that's a close and personal friend and you put something up, mm. very few or a lot lower percentage of those people will actually do anything about it. Yeah. They won't like or comment. They won't share it. So it's people will support a random yeah. but won't support a personal. And I'm trying to work on for myself mm. better of going and commenting more and liking more because I'm doing exactly the same yeah, thing because one thing Enga- engaging a lot more oh yeah just totally engaging more but what a lot of people don't realise is especially on all the social platforms mm. that works on an algorithm and a ranking mm. any level of engagement that a person achieves in their posts helps that ranking of that post within the wider world mm. if there's 10,000 posts and your post only has one like yeah, you're going to be 10,000 if you've got 50 likes and 10 comments, you're yeah. going to start climbing more people are going to see it. So it's about not being jealous of what someone else is doing. Yeah. Not being jealous of what someone else is achieving. You are helping everyone yeah. by having your say on that post, whether you like it or not. You know, And that's just a, a support mechanism for everyone. Yeah. Because if you want to achieve that, do a post, mm. do content, do video. But it's about you know openly having friends and colleagues and that that are willing to um, like comments across your social media, because yeah. otherwise they're really no worth. In Facebook, the the algorithms worked out at the percentage of how many of your friends actually comment and like mm. on your content. And if you've got five thousand friends that people go and get the most people, so they think the comment can come, the the image can come in yeah. front of them. 
um, and only a hundred of your friends are liking or commenting. Algorithm, you're down the bottom, mm -hmm. mate. And I did a very good uh, video on it about six or eight months ago on my Facebook about the full algorithm of Facebook, how you prep someone or how mm. you prep your your followers, how you get them to be led into your content, yeah. how you push a high content uh, like and comment rate as well as post that mm. because you've got 60 minutes in Facebook before your post disappears. Yeah. Truly and utterly disappears in, in the wide world. And it's understanding that yeah. mentality. Because yeah, there's just so much. <laughs> Millions of people. You can imagine the amount of content the reach. online. The reach that you could get to, and especially with the likes of hashtags yeah. that you can use now on social. See, you see, I'm doing the hashtags. I don't know what the fuck they mean. Because, <laughs> you know, at the end of a look, I'm like, okay, I'm doing all these hashtags, and I'm like, I see somebody else doing it. And I'm thinking, well, I'll just do the hashtags. I'll see. So that's the other question today is, why are we doing these hashtags? Because, look, I know that it's sort of, um, I, I do have a bit of a, an idea of what it does, but. Mm -hmm. Talk me through really how it works, and then I'll, I'll actually understand why I'm doing hashtags with my posts. So I've got a... Jeez, um, I sound like somebody who's just really um, so, coming to the whole social world, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, is, it is a crazy science, um, and I'll, I'll explain it further. Hashtag no idea. Hashtag no idea. That's, idea. that's a good one. <laughs> I said we could ex explain the, the, the hashtag. So... I've got a really simple explanation and I use mm. it more in the sense of the Instagram world because mm. Instagram is so fast moving of how much content you've got to fight against. But simplistically put it, you could still see it as well in LinkedIn or Facebook mm. world. So a hashtag is a door that opens you up into a world, right? So let's 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 yeah. use let's use the hashtag content. Yeah. Content's quite a popular one on LinkedIn, for example. Now, I'm standing at a train station. Mm. I have my hashtag in front of me, which is a door opening me out myself up mm. into the train station. And I use content. Now, content on LinkedIn could be like love on Instagram, yeah. which is uh, hundreds of millions of people that, mm. that utilize it. In Instagram's world is you've got to have a post on a hashtag that is seen more often mm. higher in the rankings so if Which is I, why people put so many hashtags on like yeah you allowed 30 but um instagram penalizes you if you use more than 20. Yeah. so if you spam in as i say and you're using all 30 mm. you'll get negative on those hashtags so on instagram and i'll come a little bit more back to linkedin standing in the train station i use love because my post is about love and yeah. cuddles and everything else i'm thinking cool i'm gonna get seen there's 200 million uh, posts on or whatever it is for love that shows you how many more are coming mm. on that train is coming and that's the love train of yeah. what people are looking on instagram as it coming that's the bullet train okay mm. when you push post your photo is on the front of that train right now okay yeah. and that is a bullet train at full speed coming across the train station yeah. with ten thousand people looking at it yeah what do you think the chances are of these 10,000 people seeing your photo coming across that train station. That is wow. slim to none. Yeah. You might get a random that goes, oh, I, I think I saw someone and goes like. Yeah. Okay. Because that thing, that, if you go in and look at the hashtag in Instagram and you go mm -hmm. love, post yours, you'll go into love, yours will be first. If you refresh two seconds later, you'll yeah. be 500 posts yeah, later. Of course. That train is long gone. Yeah. There is no engagement or no potential of engagement. Mm -hmm. If you went to a hashtag, because you can look at hashtags on Instagram and how popular, and you mm. went to a hashtag that had 500,000 to maybe 2 million um, hashtags in that range, yeah. that train is now 100 times slower yeah. coming across you that you can see it. 
your potential for people to see it or engage with it is a hundred times better. Okay? So you understand, wow. you understand yeah, 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 this yeah. now? Now, if I went to a hashtag that's got 5,000 engagements, you know what I'm going to be thinking about? I'm going to do a hashtag. I'm going to think about fucking trains. <laughs> Thank you. This train is really slow. Yeah. But there's only 5,000 people that's on the train station. Yeah. Now, when it goes on that low spectrum, you also can't, you can't be taking everything that's low because the 5,000 people that's at the train station, 4,980 of them might be sleeping. Yeah. There might only be 20 people. And out of 20 people, depends if the content's good, whether they engage or not. Yeah. So you've got to find a middle ground. Sort of something in the mid hundreds of thousands mm. to a low millions is a decent spot in Instagram to go there in that platform. Now, similar, LinkedIn mm. doesn't as have as high numbers, but using your hashtags just from a raw hashtag point of view, mm. put your article top of page. Content, for example, you go and put use content, you go number one. Yeah. The next thousand people that do content, there you go, theirs goes above you. Yeah. So, but as you get likes and comments, it brings you up that ladder. Okay. Okay. Because that's engagement level. With yeah. the algorithms, it starts pushing you up. So basically, the more engagement, the more likes and comments I get, the more it's going to be seen by. Yep. Okay. So no likes and comments, you just get pushed down. You yeah. go from one to a thousand over, say, five minute period if you use hashtag content. This is just me estimating. Um, after a day, your confidence starts to come back after you see you get no likes. Nobody loves me. Yeah, no, no. You've got 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah. To, you know, most platforms have got 60 minutes and then you're gone. Yeah. Um, and that's where sometimes you can see, if you look and you go onto a third platform like Facebook, you mm. might see a mate's post from a week ago pop yeah. up on your page today. How is that possible? 60 minutes is falling away. Yeah. Because in a week, he has had an influx of mm. engagements. That means all of a sudden, his post that was 10,000 yeah. order, it's now 9,000, it's now 8,000, it's now 7,000 because he's gotten 30 likes and him and a mate are having a massive conversation mm. um, on the one photo. So his one photo has now got 30 comments on it and other people have seen it and it's going up and yeah. up and up. And now it comes into your feed a week later. Yeah. So that's 60 minutes, no engagement, drops off into the bucket. All of a sudden he has a spike a week yeah. later and it starts feeding back in and you can build up the buzz on it. And if you can see Lawrence right now, his hands are above his head, so the, the body language is all over the show at the moment, just so you can <laughs> get a sense of what, what we're going on here. <laughs> yeah, I'm explaining. But, but, but it's, it's, a good, it's a good analogy because I've been putting hashtags on there because I see everybody else on, but I've, I've never really understood why I'm doing it. So yep. now I, I, I yeah. do. Yeah, and you also got to use hashtags that's effective to yourself. Yeah. Um, sales, sales consultancy, um, you know. I've been um, using business. similar ones, value, yep. sales, yep. Um, uh, engagement. I've been using that, that sort of type of wedding because it's sort of how I roll, so I've sort of stuck with similar ones. Yeah, and um, also try different ones. Mm. So baseline your current You hashtags. mean get out of my hashtag bloody comfort zone? Yes. Come on. Mate, mate, you're pushing me. You've you got, you got to learn. So understand and baseline what you're currently yeah. doing and it, and it choose your X. This is the level, this is the reach, this is how many yeah. people I can get to. So you go, okay, I'm going to trial three weeks mm. and 10 posts or five posts and I'm going to use these hashtags mm. and this message. Then you've got a comparison. A is working, B is not. Yeah. Or B is working, A is not, and I thought A was good. Yeah. Now I'm going to baseline B as my baseline. Yeah. Now, once you've got a baseline on that, evolve to C. yeah. And this is how you grow and grow. And this is how people learn on social platforms, LinkedIn, mm. Facebook, and Instagram. What works and what doesn't. Yeah. What content or videos or messaging works. 
Look at three years ago, mm. for example, Instagram, people just doing basic videos when yeah. they're doing a 60 second video. Videos today that are effective have um, uh, wording at the bottom. Yeah. Um, so anyone that's. Well, they've got to catch the attention because there's so much bloody noise. But also, when people are scrolling on Instagram, they don't necessarily have their sound on. Yeah. I listen to podcasts all day. So when I go through Instagram, I'm not. Do you no... actually work during the day? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got two sides of my brain. I've got yeah. a work brain and I've got a yeah. consume content brain. And I've got to consume content yeah. when I work because otherwise I feel like I've, I've missed my last drink or pack of smokes, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though I don't smoke or drink often. Um, but, you know, that's that's how it goes. So they've got to make ways, like you said, to get engagement. Yeah. And you, you said that in your latest video, I think it was, about how you break the engagement yeah. or how you get people to engage and get people to pay attention. By putting those words in, mm. by putting flashing imagery, it has totally changed today to yeah. three years ago. In three years' time, it's going to change again. Yeah, of course it is. But this is where the guys that are the leaders in yeah. this are trying and testing new things all the time. Yeah. They're not going, hey, I'm getting good level of engagement now. This is my baseline. This yeah. is where I'm going to stay. Oh, so how can I get better? How yeah. can I? And keep, how can I keep evolving? And the guy that we spoke about on the first mm. time is still doing that. Mm. And Yes, he's getting level engagement now, but in six months' time, sorry, mate, you're going to be gone. Yeah. Because to me, his content is actually getting more boring, yeah. not better better quality to someone. And that's where the evolution... Yeah, just so the listeners know, it's not my content he's talking about. No. He's, he's referring to somebody else. <laughs> just so we're very clear on that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to name drop someone <laughs> where I don't like what he's doing, especially when he's in the New, New Zealand market. Yeah. Um, it's, too, it's too small. <laughs> too small, too close to home. It's just, but it's just talking about you've got to evolve you've got to be a, a, a leader yeah a trendsetter a differential person a different making and we've got an idea already on the table yeah, i won't yeah. say it to anyone that's listening because they'll go and sell the idea but what we have on our table mm. and i think we should look at what are we the uh we're at the end of march yeah. now coming up to the end of march i think we should make it that by the end of april the idea that you and i have that's a challenge for us yeah that you have Lisa's done still, that yeah and we'll put it on the content. Yeah, cool. And when it is released, we can talk about it on the podcast yeah. of how we thought something was different. We can ask our listeners to what they thought about it. And you can see if that yeah. is a trendsetter. Yeah. And we can build on from that. So we're going to test something. We're going to beta test something yeah. on your social present. Talk about it on the podcast. And we can find out the listeners. And they can tell us in pure sense. What yay, they do like. Nay. Yeah. And, and the market's... I guess around social, the market's going to tell us what they want to see, what they want to hear. So mm -hmm. it's about trying out different content and just sort of see what sticks yep. and see what works. Uh, and it's also trying out different shit, different stuff. So yep. I've got a number of ideas that as we go through, I'll start talking about. I've got a number of clients. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll talk you through my journey with them. But again, it's being very mindful not mm -hmm. to name any companies and names. And yep. I guess what I'm creating the IP I've actually got because... Some of it's still a wee bit sensitive, but until I start growing that, it's because uh, again, because New Zealand's small, it's totally. I mean, until you are untouchable, like most of these the social powers we have, and being small, you got to you got to be um, understanding yeah. of what you have to say. When you're unstoppable and you're top of your game and yeah. all the rest, you can be blunt. Yeah. The thing is, people, the top guys, that come out. Ty Lopez, Gary Vee, anyone mm. in that sense, uh, Kevin O'Leary, um, those guys, they can say what they want to say, but yeah. they don't say it to hurt someone. They say it with it's true facts. Constructively and... Um, it's Yeah. It's not a... Um, 
It's not a, 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 it's a not, stab in the it's, back. It's not a, uh, a president that's uh, somewhere overseas at the moment. It's not his sort of approach where it's anything he says is actually having to go at somebody. Yep. It's actually about giving constructive feedback and not criticism, but constructive feedback. Yep. You've done it this way. I think you should try it this way. These yep. are the reasons why. Yeah, totally, and it's you know, and it's off, and it's offering insight. So it's not saying, "Hey, dude, mm. you what you're doing is shit." <clears throat> it's going, "Hey, I think what you're doing is okay, mm. but here's my opinion, and it's my opinion yeah. purely, and I think here's steps you could take yeah. to take a look at." So it's got, you know, so it's been a lot gentler and softer. Yeah. Going, "Hey, dude, it's shit." Um, you know, you need to up your game because you're going to be left behind. That'll be a shit leadership game. game. <laughs> and when I say leadership, leadership, so. there we go. Hashtag leadership. So yeah. So take me more through. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll get you. There we go. You should start. Yeah. You should start that as a new as a new hashtag. I'm sure it's there already. Leadership. Yeah, yeah. It could go either one way or the other. Yeah, so. it could be said as one or the other. Um, so take me through more what's evolved over the last yeah. couple of weeks since we last spoken to and what's you know yeah. coming ahead okay so what what's happened since you and i last caught up is yep. i have a lot more clarity around my offering so um uh, my mentor and i have been doing a lot of work around the content for the website but creating it in a way where we're talking about so we're not uh, the content of the website is not going to be about me trying to sell shit to you mm-hmm. it's going to be about these are some of the real life problems and this is how we get around it and going through that process has actually helped me uh, get clarity on what my offering is and actually how it's different from anybody in the market. So last time we spoke about the uh, 360 degree sales approach, um, I believe on the first consultancy in the country that has taken this approach. So at the moment in the market, you've got a number of sales coaches, you've got sales consultants, you've mm-hmm. got sales training companies, You've got marketing companies that are doing lead generation. You've got so many people that are doing different things in their own sort of little silos. So how I work is when I work for my clients, I'll bring whatever service in that they need. So it could be sales training. And depending on how big the team is, I could do that myself. And the way I'll do that differently from everybody else in the market is I will do scenario-based training. So add a competition in. The reason I'm doing that is because it gets better engagement. If you know that you're going to compete up against your colleague, yep. you're going to have a look at it differently. So thus your engagement will be different. Um, I'm partnering with some of the best companies in New Zealand around lead generation. I see a big opportunity uh, within that because a lot of companies do lead generation. It's a, you see it on Instagram, you see it on Facebook, you see it on LinkedIn. We're generating these leads, but I think there's a lot of... Um, people that will get these leads and that, that actually don't know how to convert it into a, an actual sale. So I'm doing um, a bit of work with a few companies around that. And um, from the other side, I'm also looking at the uh, sales recruitment, so partnering with one of the best companies that does that. So I'm going to be the one-stop shop from a sales point of view. So yeah, I'm going to work with my clients. We bring in whatever we need to do to help you know you grow your business yep. on, on how, however that may look. So what I've done in the last um, two, three weeks is I've spoke to some... A lot of people on my network that are in some very senior positions. Um, I caught up with a, uh, a mentor of mine, an old mentor of mine, and a, a legend in the photocopy industry. And I just said, look, this he's a CEO for a company now. And I said, this is my offering. I want you to pick shit out of it from a CEO point of view. Yep. Let's put it back together. And four of them that we went through, he said, you, you're right on the ball. As a CEO, I would look at that. And this is how you, you want to be doing it different. And this is how you want to present yourself because... Nobody in the country will be doing it this way. So um, I've stressed those ideas out with a few people that are already in business. Mm-hmm. 
and that's really helped me um, get clarity and and how I approach my market and how I present myself. So um, and I'm feeling a lot more confident because I'm a lot, I've got a lot more clarity. clarity correct. Yeah. So when's your uh, when are you going to have a couple of business breakfasts and get some guys around the table or or to be a little bit different to the breakfast the business breakfast that most guys are having when are you going to host your first 20 to 50 people event um six months time six months yeah because remember the event doesn't purely have to be about yourself because if you're offering two to three to four different people yeah. different characteristics and different places of the market yeah i i already know how that that looks so yep. the next six months and thank you for making me commit to it because now i've committed to it no it's official um what i will do um just thinking out loud here is i will get um speakers in on all that different parts so people Mm -hmm. from sales training people because already a number of relationships in there and then get them to present on their part of of the process and what they do and how they do it and not so much to be selling to the audience but really talking through um why they're different in the market and and some of the insights that they see that's changing in the market. Like mm-hmm. I caught up with a mate yesterday that does Facebook retargeting, and he's actually chosen a couple of um, industries, one of them being hospitality, and he's turned it right on its head. And his offering is really, really smart. So it's seeing him evolving and what he's done over the years. And, and you know, he's just come back from a uh, conference over in the States where he went to see Richard Branson speak. He's been around some of the biggest tech people in the world, and it was really interesting hearing his insights and how he sees things changing. So yesterday we spoke about us doing a partnership and yep. us doing um, some workshops together and actually just simplifying the shit out of um, digital because digital, there's so many people doing it now from mm-hmm. a business owner's point of view. Even me knowing digital, I'm still like, where do I start? Do I go there? Do I go there? Do I do Facebook? Do I do that yep. digital? And, and how do I know it's going to turn, actually turn into a lead? Yep. So it's being able to get guys up and actually talk through that and talk you know, why they're different and how it's going to attract these and actually how it works and then simplifying it and then how can we turn that into sales and actually really simplifying that whole process because it's I find it's really um, quite complicated. Yeah, so it's just lead uh, generating and, you know, and finding a viable viable leads that do come in. Yeah. It's effective for your business. It's it's conversion. I think a lot of people get viable leads, but I think sometimes some organisations are like, shit, I don't really know how to approach this call. Yep. Um, we get the lead on and then it's, people just don't really know what to do. They don't really know how to structure that conversation. Yeah, and um, very similarly on a post again uh, yesterday about you know how to mm. how to get uh, a job with no experience. Mm. Similar, how do you get in the business, how do you get your foot in the door uh, with having no experience, that old t- problem that an 18, 19 and 20 year olds mm. that have and go, I want to go and do X but the company requires me to have that experience. Yeah. I want to become a salesman. I want to become a consultant. It's, it's like, I, I think, um, and it's no disrespect to the recruitment industry because I'll probably um, upset a few people, but I think the way that a lot of these players at the moment will base everything on your last couple of roles mm-hmm. to ascertain whether you're the right fit for that culture. And I think it's a the wrong way to look at it because in the past when I've gone for jobs and um, I've sent my CV through, and I don't get any calls back. I get the shits because I'm a, I'm a salesperson and yep. I'm competitive. I want to win. So I'll call up and I'll say, can you just talk me through the why? Negatives. Yeah, can you talk me through this here? And they've got all their own algorithms. I'll choose um, people based on this. And I'll, there's, there's a few of them. I actually said, I said, you haven't met me. I'm not like going to let you 
make a, um, a choice for me based on a CV. So yeah. you and I are going to have a meeting. We're going to sit down face to face. And a few of them were quite confronted. Like I didn't do it in an asshole way, but yeah. I was more like, let's sit down because you don't know the, and, mm. and understand you see a lot of people. So that's where I think a lot of recruitment companies you know, we'll just sort of get some people that have gone from one job to the next. And then... To them, you know, fundamentally, <clears throat> recruitment companies are a clip of a ticket, right? Mm. At the end of the day, it's a guy that sits there, and if he clips 20 tickets, he gets paid a certain amount of money a month. Yeah. So he's just looking, uh, and the customer goes, I need one, two, three, four traits. Find me the guy with these five traits. Yeah. They go and look through CVs, and they go, this guy's got five traits. He must be right for the job. Yeah. There's no understanding and no reality yeah. in old school recruitment to what modern place requirements yeah. are. The, the gentleman I'm, or the company that I'm looking at um, partnering with around the recruitment side of it is he's taken a, um, Brian Keegan from Sprout, Sprout mm-hmm. New Zealand, he's taken quite a different approach. He's been in the um, industry for, for a number of years in Hong Kong and used to run one of the largest um, recruitment companies here in New Zealand. And he's taken a different approach with recruitment. You know, he's all about working from the inside out. So really understanding that culture and making sure that you're getting the right culture fit. So ensuring whatever type of people that he gets in his organisations that they're going to be the right fit for the longer term and that's the type of partner that i want because it is taking a bit of a different approach and putting the people first and making sure you've got the right people fit culture fit and then if they don't have the right skills it's stuff that they can actually learn opposed to i've already got these skills but i'm not <coughs> culture fit no uh, totally um and that's you know always on the word as uh, something that I speak commonly about the evolution mm. it's uh, it's the journey and the, uh, and the way the story goes yeah. of how what you offer into what the marketplace needs and getting away from that old that old uh, mentality. You mm. know they always talk about modernly at the moment. You always say, you know, everything was better. Everything was better when I was a kid. When I was a yeah. kid, I used to run outside and um, play outside, and I didn't have iPads. Yeah. When my parents were there, like oh, we didn't have TV, so we had to do stuff. Yeah, we always put the past on the pedestal, but yet the past doesn't evolve. The past isn't making our yeah. life today. Yes, digital world and iPads and phones are changing yeah. the life of ourselves and my kids personally and everyone's kids. Mm. But I can't put the past on a pedestal yeah. because my kids' future isn't in the past, it's in the future. Yeah. When they've got to compete with guys that can write code, guys or girls, yeah. they can write code, can write apps, can develop products and launch it from a cell phone irrespective of a laptop. Yeah. And and you want them to grow up and go no 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 let's 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 work like the past, technology, the way of selling, the way of recruiting, is the pedestal. Yeah, and we got to get off that damn pedestal and understand we don't need a pedestal anymore. We need a lounger. Yeah. We need a we need a cool chair sitting in the pool or whatever it is. Yeah, we got to understand that today is today and the way of yesterday is long gone. Yeah, everything's evolving and. You know, we had different challenges when we were younger with the TV and all, you know, mm. when your parents used to say that now it's iPads in, in 10, 15, 20 years from yep. it'll be, it'll be something different. So it's just evolving with that. And I think from a business point of view, from a family point of view, you just keep that communication open. You just make sure that, you know, if it's the kids that they're not doing any shit that they shouldn't be doing online mm. or whatever, and just making sure that you're having those open conversations where you can just have that engagement. It's the same with business, having a yep. team around you that you're working with not working against because I think a lot of organizations today still have half their teams working against them and especially from a sales point of view because sales point of view a lot of expectations go on to a lot of sales teams where they don't get a lot of training they don't get a lot of um, help and um, they get a lot of pressure put on them and that pressure changes how your your dynamics when you're 
trying to win a client because, and it's been a real, um, de- it's been a real delicate one for me just trying to grow the business and getting the right people on, on board with me because I know I need to take the longer game, but I know I need to get clients on board as well. So it's a real fine sort of balancing act. Yep, totally. And another thing I look into is, you know, I was watching some videos and some they've always believed is schools and education system mm. in the modern time don't offer our kids what I they need, right? totally agree. They don't offer the insight of how to be an entrepreneur. They have no offer <laughs> into how to understand business and money and financials. Yeah. Um, and I struggle with that. That's the education they yeah. deliver is a system that are, means our kids are following and I've been straight put into companies and expected yeah. to work for other people and expected to follow the system. Yeah. And I'm trying to ensure that the knowledge I provide, not just for my kids or anywhere else that's listening, in the sense of got to understand that the education system hasn't evolved. Yeah. Some insights in some areas haven't, but the, t- the, the way they educate and what they offer has no value, value no the majority yeah. of areas to today's life. Yeah. Did you know, sorry to button, did you know yeah. that until I was near my thirties, I didn't really know too much about gross pop profit margins, all those sort of things. Because I've never been involved in that. I was never taught that. And um, yeah, and especially when I got into sales, and you know, we're talking about margin. I'm like, well, this copy is worth this much, and what yeah. I put another four or five thousand dollars on top of that. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, how do people do that? But but I just didn't know that. Yeah. And I think kids will still come out of school and out of university, and they won't have any idea about all of those sort of things because I've just never been taught it. And totally in the culture where it's an entrepreneur's world, you know, that's, mm. you, you don't work for someone else, you work for yourself and you you, you offer value and uh, and all those insights. It's, it's similar to <clears throat> what I'm doing now with my kids is mm. I offer them insights into investments and, um, and, and tell them what investments are, how they work, what do you do if you put mm. money away and you don't spend it and you get interest back on it and, 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 and furthermore what business. Mm. And talking to them how businesses how businesses run or mm. how it works. So when they come out or anyone you know any you know the parents I talk to. So when someone comes out of school, mm. they know how to uh, survive in um, the current world. I've got the challenge in the sense of, you know, my parents were always in the big of when I grew up. Kids go to school. Yeah. You go to varsity. You get a job. Today that's not the way, and I don't see it. You know. So I give my kids. I'll push my kids to have the right education. Till they're 18 and then or depend on the yeah. world is or whether they go to varsity or not because yeah. that is a pedestal yeah. once again and it is a tick box to follow to get yeah. you in a job that means nothing it's interesting you say that so i've been mentoring a young guy from um AU, aut mm-hmm. and um he did a, a pitch a wee while ago and he had a couple of ideas a couple of products and mm-hmm. one product he already had the product and it was actually really good and then the second one was an idea like it was okay but i was sort of ripping shit out of it mm. So when he actually went to present it, and he had to present it to some sort of quite key figures yep. within within actually actually New Zealand was some of the people that that were on the um, panel, and um, we spoke about it the other day, and he said like they didn't get it, they didn't they they ripped it out of the idea, and I said well there's probably some key points here and there's some key points here, um, but as we went along in the conversation, we had a couple of beers, it was about half an hour, and I said hey bro. We've been talking half an hour. You haven't asked about me. You haven't asked about Bodhi. You haven't asked about mm-hmm. what's going on in my life. But you've been talking about this. So this is a this is a learning for you. Um, and so I said, I'm not worried about it. Yep. But I said, I think it's a generation gener, generational sort of thing. Because we're talking about what we could, him and I could do around yep. the university to do some interviews. And it goes, well, we could create an app. And I'm like, get away from this shit of creating this app or creating that. You need to create some... Um, 
people wanting to actually see the stuff first. Yep. Let's create an idea. Let's put or it price. out there. And let's just see if people like it and then mm-hmm. go from there. Yep. So getting back to, um, you know, I think a lot of them are thinking very much here to here because I've seen mm-hmm. what everybody else is doing. Rather than, it, you know, you take it back to that, that engagement. Here's the idea. How can we make this work? How do you have a relationship? Ask questions, understand people. So it was really interesting having that um, dynamic with him because then he was like, so how's your family? How's it <laughs> I said, I said, you got yeah, 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 I've already cut you. you, you're gone. But I said, look, it's just something to be mindful of yep. because, you know, you can create all this other shit, but it's not going to work if you if people don't actually like it or don't want to hear from you. So you totally. know, you've got to... No, man, uh, it's, I totally understand that and it's uh, a great point about understanding the current world we live in mm. and what people are brought up and what they're educated in and how they find themselves mm. and that's it's something we're always going to be fighting you if you can see it you're always going to be fighting yeah. against it you're always going to be challenging the, the environment and the people that you're around and unfortunately the people that don't see it yeah are going to think there's a certain way and they're going to follow the yellow brick road yeah but it's actually turning green later on the the one thing i am not trying to do with my business what i am doing with my business is i'm going to create the game so rather than playing everybody else's game, I want to create the game mm-hmm. and then play play by my play things the way that I want to play them and then attract the right people that I want to work with because you know like I I, I met with a potential uh, uh, client the other day um, when I had a meeting and I went through my friend with him and I was you know went like he he saw a lot of value in the different services that I had and um, I said to him I said I had a look on your LinkedIn I said your mutual contacts are people I actually know. And, um, you know, you've got one that's a sales training company, you've got one that's a sales director, you've got one that is a lead generation company, and you've got one, I can't remember who the other one, actually a, a, a social media um, company that will help the lead generation. And I said, these guys are great, actually know them all pretty well. I said, look at me, the way I look at it with me is that I sort of sit above all of that. So what I do is, working with me, I'll bring in whatever you need at the right time, when you need it. Because we talk about one of my offerings around um, contract sales, having contracting a sales team, and he goes, "Yeah, I, I love the sound of that." And I said, "But right at the moment where you're at, it's not the right thing for you right now. So I won't even be talking, won't even be talking to you about it." Now, what these guys do is they do um, high-end um, business software, like really high-ticket stuff. So, you know, when I go from next week, it'll be sitting down again. This is the process. These are all your challenges right now, and this is the process that you and I will go through. Mm-hmm to reach this number of what, what you want to do. And the way I'll be approaching that is I'm going to go on with a couple of different pricing structures. Yep. And the way I'm going to approach it, I know that um, nobody else in the country is doing anything like this. Because I, I just said to you earlier, I met up with a couple of um, old colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I just said to them, I'm, I'm the first you know, company in New Zealand that has a 360-degree sales approach. And he goes, well, yep. that's pretty big. You know, you're putting, you know, putting a big, bold statement out like that. And I said, well, fuck it. Yep. It is what it is, right? It is what it is, and I can actually, you know, the reasons why are this. There's nobody yeah. else that's doing it this way. So you said that, you know, the reason is this, of, of starting your, your 360, you know, your business. Yeah. But I mean, that's just standing with what you want, and it's something we've said all along, yeah. and we said it in the first session, we said it today, is, you know, that, understand the, 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 the real challenge around it, that clarity is like, how do you articulate it so people just get it? And that's been the real challenge to go... Uh, people don't have to understand what you're delivering mm. they have to see the success that yeah. you're achieving so if they see the success that you're achieving they will want to come jump in on that yeah. boat they want to come in and say hey you've got all these different little insights yeah. and going and everything else but you've helped these three companies 
achieve a benefit that I can see or achieve a target yeah. I can see that's to me and going, can we have a discussion? Yeah. Because socially, you'll offer insights, you'll offer um, criteria to yeah. people that people can listen to. But fundamentally, you're not going to open your full shop socially. No, sure. You're not going to give away your business no, no that someone's going to yeah. cut away. So you're going to offer these little, these little breadcrumbs. Yeah. And then people are going to see in six or 12 months time, because you're still launching or starting to get into that space now, in six or 12 months time, people want to say, hey, um, Hop Consultancy yeah. was the man. They offered me this, this, and this. This is the benefits I got. This is the sales yeah. I achieved. This is how um, the bottom line was improved. And people go, cool. Yeah. That's the dominant And last on. night I had an aha moment. So my partner and buddy on the Roman walk down and I said, I've got it. I know how I'm going to make money now. And I know how I'm going to do that pretty yep. soon. And um, it was just like, it was sitting there all the time. And I'm like, shit, okay, I've got it now. And yep. she, she was like, oh, that's good, darling. I knew, <laughs> I knew, I knew you were close to it. <laughs> that was pretty much that. Yeah, because okay. I don't go into too much detail with my darling because I think sometimes she's just like, yeah, okay, darling. It's the same as you know myself. You know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was fourteen years mm. old. I started a tuck shop mm. in uh, in my high school. Uh, you know, cleared a whole lot of money and I've always been away. So I've always got something changing. Yeah. You know, over the last good few years, I've chopped and changed. I've sort of found my grinding now where, mm. where I want to be. So every time it's like, oh, I want to do this, the wife's just like, okay. Yeah. I'll support you, you know, okay. <laughs> but Because it's, it's just that whole, like, again. <laughs> yeah, because how I'm, and with my model, to give me credibility, what I'm doing is I am partnering with some of the best companies. There's Correct. about three of them, best yep. companies in the country um, in, in, in their field. So what that does, it actually gives me credibility to actually go after the big corporates. Yep. Because essentially what I'll be doing with the um, these other services is I'll be like the conduit. I'll be like the account manager ensuring that whatever these guys do, we will be able to deliver to the clients and then I'll be able to help them and their teams create those leads into the successful sales and actually, you know, create more money. So mm-hmm. so with those larger ones, I actually don't have to do a lot of work around that. I've just got to, like I said, you know, hit those relationships. But what have I, you know, one of the ideas I was thinking about last night is, okay, how do I make it work for both? You know, and um, one of them will be sitting down with all of my partners and going, okay, how can I grow your business? Let's put a number on it. Yeah. These are the things that I'll bring to you as a partner. And this is what we can do to get this outcome. And part of that will be getting them to promote, to promote me. So we'll work on a couple of, um, there's two sectors that I'm working on at the moment, which are going to be my niche markets. And it'll be a win for me and it'll be a win for uh, one of my partners. So our discussion next week will be all around, these are the two niches that we need to go after. We're going to have a lot of success and these are the reasons why. Um, I want them to put out a um, some marketing to these markets because they have the databases they have the uh, they've got the telemarketing team and um, together we'll create that and what that'll do it'll um, to those markets it'll be putting the marketing up around the challenges that they have with certain things and that'll open the door for me to start the relationship with them and bring them whatever services so it means I get these guys that are prom- helping promoting me so it's about how much value can I add to my partners and how can they you know add, I guess add value to me because it's a win-win all around so Totally, it's um, it's a term called uh, powers in the presence. Mm. So I like that one. Yeah, so the presence or in the presence or the people that you have around you can offer you power and you mm. can get offered back. So that's where you see a lot of people in sort of the influence space or the people that's in the social space of to build up their brand and, and their name mm. is they just want to be around the people 
in that space. Yeah. They want to be seen around the, the senior the managers, senior leaderships mm. in, the, in their area in the IT sense or in the corporate world or in the social sense. They want to be around the leaders in that niche yeah. and that branding. Um, and that's where you see a lot of guys will be jumping from one conference to another mm. and building up that relationship so where they can be two steps next to someone yeah. of higher power because the power is in the presence in the sense of if you can be around enough people and yeah. build up a um, communication yeah. or relationship to someone that when you say hi to someone that's in a powerful yeah. position, they don't, they say hi back to you knowing who you are. Yeah. And I think you're really right on that, uh, you know, just being around networks and being around other people because I've found as an entrepreneur and when you're starting out, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm actually down in an office or using a library so I can do my computer stuff yep. and, you know, set up meetings and stuff like that. But I know when I'm in front of people, I'm selling, um, I'm selling the dream, I'm selling how I can work with them and help them. And the more people I'm in front of, the more opportunities I'm creating. So I'm really mindful, and I was saying that earlier this week, is that I need to be out a lot more, I need to be in more meetings. Yep. I'm doing two meetings maybe a week at the moment, I need to be in four or five. I need to be creating a lot more and getting around other people where I can create that. So it's really powerful just to get that really good energy going and being around. Yeah, and it's it's not necessarily just meetings. Mm. Meetings are definitely one of the key areas. Meetings with the right, yeah, sorry, yeah. So meetings with the right people. The meetings I've been having are strategic potential clients yep. and strategic partners yeah totally again that's square box mm. fundamentals being the right network yeah. also understand there's a network that sits outside of those guys mm. that a reference from that guy outside that box will get you into any one of yeah. those guys pockets so think of it in a sense like this is doing your research seeing a different groups of different spaces mm. that you can get into that's not fitting within your square yeah. that's in your box that you can go and mix with so that you can meet up let put it simply so people are in sports yeah. tom brady best quarterback of all time do you think you're going to be able to get in front of tom Brady or petition in front of him if you're going to go directly at the new, uh, new england patriots no you're not no. you got to find that there's an outside link yeah. that you could get to that gets you to that person. You just gotta find where the link is, where the chain is, and then work your way yep. through that so, process. So for myself, and one example is, I'm aware of them. There's a mastermind group that I have in my eyes and um, that I wanna join myself. Mm. There's a gentleman called Rock Thomas. He's a very famous guy. He's one of the top motivational speakers in the world. Mm. And he has, a motiv uh, he has a mastermind group called M1. And fundamentally, this is what this mastermind mm. group does. They, they motivate, they give you all the key areas. But then they socially meet up with a group of yeah. people that might not directly be the person trying to sell to, but these people have the doors that yeah. they can open behind them. So if you make the relationship with person A, yeah. he's got a hundred doors behind you and he can say, okay, great. I like what you have. Yeah. I don't need it, but I know Paul and I know, you know, Jane over there. And she definitely will need that. Yeah. I'm going to introduce you to those people through my network. And that's how you get to it. Because that's straight just, in the that's, box. That's just the leverage and that power yep. of that, isn't it? Yep. And understanding the one that's away from that. You yep. always understand the network. You know, seven degrees of separation, yep. four degrees in New Zealand. Don't go for the fourth degree. Yep. How about bold the third degree as yep. well? Because that can open up so much yep. more. And, uh, and it's just, I'm not saying you, what you're doing is perfectly mm -hmm. correct. But how you can even get 
or you can even get it better, yeah. is opening up another one. It might not lead to anything, but it might just lead to one th- thing I that makes I think the interesting thing on that one, and I'm finding, and I know it's, you know, I think sales, it's, it's ingrained in the business, it's an energy thing, and every meeting I'm having, I'm meeting the right people, and it's exactly what you're saying, is that conversations that we're having, you know, how we spoke about the, the Māori side of it, mm-hmm. Longer term, um, other meetings that I'm having, so-and-so is connected to this person. Yeah. So-and-so is connected to this. I had an opportunity to meet with a young guy last week, um, Jay McLaren-Harris, who's um, the, it's like about a 19-year-old CEO of uh, Tumiki Enterprises. But what this guy's doing, which is great, is a lot of stuff around helping youth within New Zealand, especially around that Māori and Pacifica mm-hmm. side. But what he's created in the network that he has, his network is... Um, I think it was like Sir Tindall, I can't remember his first name, but a very well-known philanthropist. Mm. Um, and also Dr. Lance Sullivan. So he's already in the office yep. and networking with some pretty key people. And I talked about going on the um, uh, going on his board because he's put him in an advisory board together. And as we were talking through that, um, we I said, you know, who else are you speaking to? And there's somebody that I'd actually met the week before who does sort of something similar to me. And as we're going through that, I, I said to Jay, I said, this guy here, I think he'd be better suited to your board. Mm-hmm. I said, the reason why that is, is because of this network and all the stuff that he's doing around here. Absolutely, I would do a great job, but I think for you right now, he'd be the best person. And it's quite interesting what he said, because he goes, I've had a lot of people you know, come to me and say, well, I'm not the right person. He goes, you should be giving yourself 100% and you know, back yourself. And I said, mate, I absolutely back myself, but for what you want to achieve and what he has in his network there, he's the right person for yep. you right now. So longer term, I'll still want to be doing stuff with you, however, however that may look, but I think um, yeah, he's probably the right person. And later on, I sent him an email and I said, this is what I'll bring yep. to the network for yep. you. When, when when you knock on my door, yes, yeah, what I can offer. Yeah, and like he, he got the other guy and I thought, perfect, because he's the right person for the right job at the time. So it's about... And he'll remember that. Yeah. Especially, you know, especially... Like you said, it's the right person for yeah. the right job. He does what's required. Nah. But don't get me wrong. I wanted to be on that board. Oh, and, totally. And the the and uh, the network that that opens me up to. It's get, it's getting me to contribute to something that I'm passionate about. But it's also networking with some of some of the key figures in New Zealand. But but he will definitely remember that. Mm. And when something comes up in that manner, mm. he will say, "Christian's your guy to go yeah. to. Just have a chat with him." See if he can fit in your model. Yeah. He was he was a close model, looked like a good model yeah. in my company. Um, maybe you should go look and yeah. speak to him. And it's always and it's always that that sort of thing. And um, like we spoke about the jab jab right hook. Yeah. You know, I've always seen something come back at a lot of stage. There's no harm in doing hard work for three months now, yeah. and then waiting for three years for it to come back and pay you off because that is the long term game yeah. that we spoke about. And and because I've come from sales, I know there's that short, mid term, and long term game. Mm. And it, it's just the reality of it. Yep. And um, especially with the type of stuff that I'm doing, although I hopefully pick up a few clients over the next few weeks, mm-hmm. um, some of it, it is big ticket stuff and it's just um, you know changing a bit of a process in the business. So it's just, stuff just takes time. Totally. Um, I know in the, the first session we had, we had a little giggle when I said to you that you know, we'll be trying to push it an hour to two hours. Mm. I'm looking at the clock now. If I'm correct, we've we've broken our, our hour. It's the yeah. first time I've done that. Um, we could easily go for another half an hour, yeah. 45 minutes. Uh, we've got a lot of insight going at the moment, but I think we will call it to a halt here. Keep some more awesome. of the information for the next round when I get you back again in about a month's time. can see it going. 
Or so Next time we'll be time. talking about combinations. It's not going to be um, left, left, right. There'll be a few hooks in there. There'll be a few. Uh... <laughs> yeah, combinations. And also in a month's time, you're going to have to tell the listeners what is the insight that's different that we were going to offer them yeah. or show them because you said and I'll we'll put it on the plate that you're going to do it in the next month yeah the different from your content and how you're going to be different and how you're going to be a leader yeah in that space for what you're offering yeah but anyway um from Lawrence Lotcher again another great um, session today with Kristen Harper from Harper Consultancy thank you Matt um you know where we are on social yeah. um give it uh, by the time you listen to this Kristen will have his follow on his LinkedIn switch on. <laughs> so by all means go over uh, go by all means go over, do a follow. If you do that after you've listened to this, send him a message and say, Congrats, your follow is working. And I want to see how what we can reach on this. Okay guys? So go in there, send him a message and say, Hey, what's up? I see your follow is working. Let's see how many people we can get to to add on to his follow. Because a man of his stature should have more than <laughs> a, a goose oh, egg stop, of followers. Stop it. Stop it. I'm making him blush. <laughs> anyway, guys, Lawrence Lott, you can follow me on, you, um, on LinkedIn or the Wolf of Queen Street on all your social platforms. And thank you once again, Kristen, for coming cool. in. Thank you, mate.